Freedom Theater try to create this kind of artwork to tell you we fight for humanity, not for just Palestine or Jenin camp. Hello and welcome back to the Arpsis podcast, a series by Bosler Arts offering a glimpse into the life of artists and activists from all over the world, here to share their stories with you, the listener. In this episode, we speak to Ahmed Tobasi, Artistic Director of the Freedom Theatre. The Freedom Theatre is a community-based theatre and cultural centre in Janine refugee camp in occupied Palestine. It uses culture as a form of resistance. I spoke to Tobasi in incredibly difficult circumstances within Palestine. And we talk about many things, from his own experience of living under occupation, including his arrest and imprisonment at the age of just 17, to finding theatre as a form of cultural resistance and a chance to bring communities together and give children their childhood back. We start the conversation as we always do, asking our guests to describe a work of art or a play that had a big impact on their lives. Hope you enjoy. To be honest, as a child growing up in Janine camp, we didn't have, we didn't have that much of you know activity or mm-hmm. uh, plays, theater. Uh, I think that the different here, I was just lucky to have this kind of uh, childhood life with friends, with children from the neighborhood that we always play together. We are in the fields, in the mountains, and I think this is the natural natural experience mm. affected me in, in, in some in somehow. When I look to the children today in Jenin camp or in Palestine in the world, there is a lot of wars, there is a lot of uh, things that they make them not children anymore. Yeah. They cannot behave as a children, they cannot live as a children. Everything is fast and they do not grow naturally. And mm. for me, that's why I love the time of children and how important in the Freedom Theatre we try to announce about children and healthy uh, 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 atmosphere or mm-hmm. healthy atmosphere for the family or for the children to be children. So for me, uh, to grow up with a grandmother taking care of me and uh, being surrounded with the family, with this care uh, from every one of, of the members, uh, being a child, live my life as a child, mm. play, grow up in this kind of uh, atmosphere, I think that affects me a lot to be in a way stronger and uh, uh, knowing uh, what I want. And for mm. me, exactly that's what I always also, in our reality in Palestine, we try to mention this kind of things about, especially children, uh, age and time and responsibilities. Today, as you see, in the Palestinian community, things are very complex, very complicated. Mm-hmm. Children, they live as adults, they live as a fighters, they live as adult people who have responsibility against their community, against their homeland. Yeah. And then they, they do not grow up for me naturally. Children should play, even with the war zones, even yeah. with the catastrophe places. We have to keep uh, 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 this thinking about children, they, they are not ready or they are not able to understand what is going on yet they don't have any they don't have any finger in what's going on so we should not uh, uh, make them feel uh, what is going on especially in our situation because 
they're going to face it later. They're going to grow yeah. up and they're going to face it. They're going to know about it. But if they are not ready as a psychologically human being to, to, to make differences between childhood, between others, between responsibilities, between nature, between to be a child, to be a man, to be a responsible, then I'm not sure how, how mentally we're going to be a, a good as a human being. Yeah. I lived war. And to be honest, what makes me go through is the care from the people around me, the mm. friends. Everyone mm. knows you. Everyone cares about you. Everyone wants to help you. And that's what makes me go through war. But for me, war is something much bigger than anyone can imagine if you don't live yeah. that, that thing. It's damaging. It's damaging something in you that you will never be able later in the future to fix it or to refresh it. So for mm. me... In the Freedom Theater, with all the situation, what is going on with uh, all the attacks, the invasions, in the middle of all of that, we say children have to live their life as children, and we try hardly to provide this space or free space or safe space for the children to be children. So for me, it's always, you know, in that time when I was a child, it, we had we had the small place called mm. Children Houses in Jenin Camp. Ah. And that was the first place for children in Jenin Camp. And that's the oldest story or the history of the Freedom Theater. It mm. started there, started in the children houses where I can even say that generation who've been in these houses in the camp, they were the most, uh, uh, let's say, intelligent, artistically, culturally, yeah. uh, effectively, personality, the generation from every uh, other generation I see now. Wow. Because they had the time to, to sing, to play, to draw, uh, yeah. uh, to express, to talk about what they feel. Mm -hmm. And some of them, I, I notice in the community, they, they are different. Mm -hmm. Because yes, the way they lived, even in the first Intifada, we had our space as a children to play and be children. So yes, yeah. these kind of things were, uh, to be honest, uh, 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 my childhood made me who I'm, I am now. Mm. I, I know people always talk, talking about children is the future, uh, what you have a healthy childhood. We keep saying that, but we're not doing it. Yeah. We talk about it, but we're not really trying to improve it with our children because you create your child. It's not the situation. It's, mm. not, it's not the pressure. It's not you are the money. It's not you are poor or rich, nothing of that. That is, comes later. But mm. when, you ha when, you, when, you, when you give birth and you start to create this creature, let's say, mm. this human, this uh, whatever robot, believe me, you as a mother, as a father, as a family, you create this person in the future. So mm. if you take care, if you put the good things, it's like any other things in this life. How much care you, you give, it's going it to bring you back. But yeah. I'm saying this because of experience and because everything becomes fast and we think a, 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 a politics or situation or where or war will decide our children's future. No, we take care of the, of the, of the, of the children and by, by taking care of them, we create them for a future. So, yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tabasi, for saying that. And thank you for joining us on the Art Persist podcast in what is a very difficult time, I know. To start with, could you just tell us quickly how you are and where you are and what the situation is for you right now? 
You know, it's for me, it's like, uh, as I'm saying, that the, each time the occupation or the Israeli army invading the camp, they brought us back 20 years. Mm. Uh, I lived the situation in 2002 after the invasion, in the invasion, before the invasion, after the invasion. And for me, it's crazy that to see like in one invasion, they bring the situation back 20 years back. Yeah. You live the same moment, same, same atmosphere. And yeah, it's devastating. It's, mm. it's, it's, uh, it's disappointing from the world, from everyone uh, uh, seeing what is going on. I knew that uh, humanity are greedy, but not, not that much. Yeah. It's like, uh, 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 why we need all of this? Why mm. we create all of this? And for us, for me, as a one who exists in this place, and you know, uh, to work in theater and be artist, you don't have a, a space to breathe. You don't have a yeah. way to breathe because you are responsible and you try to be a good example of the artist and the theater for the community because you live in a complex community between politics, between BA, Israeli soldiers, mm. conservative religion, uh, all this complex situation. It doesn't make you uh, 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 as an artist to act on the situation in the easy way yeah. or in on a creative way or on, on, a, on a something that you believe that you should do without thinking that much. Because mm. any step you take or any word you say, it it's really can uh, damage you, damage the theater, damage yeah. uh, whatever other people build. And yeah, you are not a freelancer uh, uh, artist where you can do whatever or say whatever and then it's your responsibility. I wish, but also we don't have any law any uh, uh, like let's say in the Palestinian Authority there is no law to mm. say to save you as an artist there is no law or security that can secure your freedom of speech or freedom of expression yeah so if you you have to do all of that uh, before you do or you say or at least to express about anything but we believe that's the situation where we have to hang on and mm. keep the theater open because all the Israeli, what they're doing is they want to tell the world Palestinians just react violently. Yeah. They have no culture, no future. And we say no. As the Freedom Theater, in this year where every day attack from the Israeli army, day and night, martyrs, bulldozers, demonstrations, uh, uh, destructions, killing, we say also the Freedom Theater also exists in Geneva refugee camp. With yeah. all of what is going on, we have also the theater, we have the art that can exist also here, not just uh, destruction, not just uh, uh, invasions, it's also theater. Yeah. And you know, it, it's, it's, it's for them, that's what they want us to do, to leave all these ways, to leave all these things that can make bright uh, light in our life, and mm. they want us to concentrate on fighting them. Yeah. Uh, and it takes a lot of energy to, you know, because you're going to get angry. All of this un unfair uh, uh, life that you live, they're killing you, they d destroy their houses, they do whatever they want, and nobody even says anything about yeah. it. It makes you angry, and for sure they want the Palestinian to react more violently, so they have the excuse to attack us more. Mm -hmm. But we say yes. Uh, everyone do what, what they believe but we as a theater even with all this situation we do theater and if yeah. you kill us or you destroy the theater because of the theater then we cannot do more than that but yeah things are not easy people feeling 
they are living the, the third intifada every day. Yeah. It's become more modern ways of the Israeli army, how they attack, how they arrest. Uh, uh, they, they, they arrive to a point they know nobody going to say anything uh, about them. So it's very easy to come and attack, kill some young people, uh, arrest somebody, destroy a house and go back in two hours. Yeah. And it looks like nothing happened. So for me, as a one who uh, in a way follow these things, I'm not disappointed, but I'm saying it's like uh, 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 the Israel is not alone doing this. Mm. Absolutely. And it's interesting what you're saying about or what you said about, um, you know, providing a safe space for children and allowing children to have a childhood. Because also what you see often with the occupation is that young children are still they're you know, they're treated like adults, you know, and I think I'm right. In, am I right in thinking that you yourself at the age of just 17, which is still a child, were imprisoned by the, the occupation? I want, wanted just to ask you how how that impacted you and how that affected the rest of your life in terms of what you decided to do with your life. Uh, you know, it's like uh, you never know what is happening with you now. Is it good or bad for mm. you until you live later and you see where it, where it track you or where it took you to other paths in your life. Mm. Uh, but, you know, in the invasion when I was 17 years old, you know, like a really young person mm -hmm. have no real experience on what is this mean, what is going on, the invasions, the tutu, and uh, you just, uh, you, you think as a child, uh, as a, ch a childhood way of like cartoon movies works. Mm. It's like, you know, they attacks, we attack, we win and finish. You, you don't know the, the real experience of what you're going to go through. But, you know, uh, after the invasion, uh, because they erased all the, the people from 15 to 50, yeah. to check their IDs and to know who they are. And because, you know, my family name, my name, uh, because, you know, other cousins who also was involved mm. in some resistance have the same name, whatever. So in the end, I spent some time in the prison in the age of 17. Mm. And in the end, yani one year, three years in the, in the prison. Wow. And, you know, it's also, again, because I come back from this cultural, artistic background, like, you know, summer camps, children, plays. Even when I entered the prison, mm. I had a lot of energy and I was the youngest boy in the whole section and everybody, wow. you know. And for me, it's like I was I had a lot of energy. And then slowly we start to organize, you know, some events for the mm. prisoners, make some, uh, you know, like uh, music, bring really? pockets. Yes. Uh, make some sketches from TV to the, you know, to the prisoners. <laughs> and it was difficult for sure to, to, to be with the Palestinians and you start to see different opinions yeah. about politics, about homeland, about uh, our life, about religion, about... I find out we are very different as a Palestinians. Mm. There is people believe in God, there is people don't believe in God, there is very conservative, there is people very open, there is very collaborative of the peace, whatever, there is people against and like, yeah. wow! And then you start to see the politics. You start to see the real picture of the politics inside because you are a, a political prisoner and mm. all these discussions, all this point of view, all these sides. And I get shocked because I didn't know this before mm. I get to the prison. I was very young. Yeah. But then, you know, uh, uh, for me, you have to improve. You are a tough man. You have to improve that you are 
not 17 years old. You can yeah. fight, you can shout, and you have no limit. You try to do everything. I couldn't stick to any law in the prison. For mm. example, I don't care. I, I talk to the soldiers, I talk to the people, I scream, I go out, <laughs> I, I, I jump from tent to tent. And I didn't have this kind of rule uh, because, yeah, I didn't come from uh, this background to be somebody have one color or one uh, rule. Yeah. I am yeah. with everybody. I play, I go. And yes, for sure, uh, uh, political parties have a very strict law, mm -hmm. uh, but I broke them inside mm -hmm. the prison. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't easy for them to deal with me because I was very young, yeah. the youngest boy. In the, and like, how are we going to deal with this guy? So yes, I was making sports, songs, enjoying and <laughs> making theater inside. I have no rules. And this event happened when we filmed, when we filmed uh, a sketch inside the prison. And mm. the guy next day uh, gave it to his uh, fiance or family who come to visit him from Gaza. And we tried to bring it back to sneak it to West Bank. But the soldiers catch them, catch oh. the, the CD and then... Uh, uh, the whole prison was in chaos and yeah. that's that's the point when I realized like what the hell is going on and hold yeah. the story about the sketch and from that sketch we made one one monodrama about my life and somehow yeah. and that sketch was a turning point uh, that it was clear for me I want to do theater Amazing. and the point point yes is not to die but to tell the story again and again yeah and to feel that you 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 success so yes it wasn't easy as a prison for because young especially young people it's it's a very tough situation it's not healthy situation and then yeah but it could be for my case like a, a university four years university <laughs> in life inside yes. the prison yes wow well, it's amazing just to hear how such a horrific uh, experience can also show you the path and show you about also the the power of of music, the power of theatre, and actually also you like you said, so many different people with so many different opinions. How that's kind of the power of theatre as well to bring people together and celebrate, you know, different things. So it's it's very inspiring. Tabasa, you're now the director of the Freedom Theatre. So how did you, what did you do once you left prison? Where, how did you become the director? What were you doing in between? Yeah, it's also part of the story. But, you know, when you come out from the prison after like in this age, you know, you, you, you're prisoned in age of 17 and you went out like 21. Where is this mm. like, is the most, uh, let's say, four years that you can be, a teenager and you live your life with yeah. all excitement with all you know to to find the love and to to you know all that yeah. beautiful things in this age where you the only time it happens when you mm. lose yourself you start to discover things but i did it in the prison but yeah i went out you know when i lost all my friends in that in that time mm. some of them in the invasion and some is after so you know you come out in you totally you have been far away yeah, uh, you don't know how to exist in this new system. Mm. You don't need. You don't know how to deal. You don't know. You don't know how. You don't know how to to wear clothes. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't mm. know how to make calls. You don't know how to connect to the environment around you, and that's mm. the most difficult part. Because if you fall in that gap, you will not go out of it. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I don't know what happened. Like after one, two, three months. Uh, I was able to start to reconnect uh, other friends and, you know, start to be alive. 
uh, but it was just uh, trying to, to not uh, fall in this gap. But it's very difficult after the prison to come out and start a normal life. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I still young, but you know, it was also already I have been labeled as a political prisoner. I have mm. been labeled in a way of thinking. So even it wasn't easy for me to find the work. It wasn't easy for me to study and get help in university because yeah. they labeled me in somehow and everyone was afraid of me. And that also was another point. Discover like, fuck, even my people, mm. uh, it's not easy to help me because yeah. I was fighting the enemy even. I'm mm. not fighting anything in the, uh, like our enemy and then, people will let you alone to find your uh, way. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, it was, uh, many friends came. It was still warm. I had uh, another two very close friends where wanted people. Mm. And, you know, in that, in that, you know, it's, it's like, it's like the atmosphere. It's the environment of the camp. It's invasions. Everyone has guns. Everyone tried to fight the bomb. And yeah. when, you, when you talk about these things, people will look at you as like, Wow, what is this world? No, 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 it's a war zone. And that's what mm. I'm talking about. Ukraine, before one year, it was the most beautiful place and everyone was living in peace. In one month as a war, it, all the scenes in the country became tanks, flights. Yeah. And as Afghanistan, as Somalia, you create this situation, yeah. you create this uh, environment and everyone will be normal and involved mm. in it. As now in Europe, it's a very scary to see somebody in a, in a gun. In West, in, in, in East and in this kind of countries where the war is there, for them it's not normal to, see, to, to not see guns and, uh, yeah. and tanks. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, when I talk about these things, uh, I find people still, they are not really aware of like mm. situation. And still I was shook for me. In this even this time of this life where like news everywhere, internet, social media, and still people like think about this kind of countries is another world. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, but and then you know the friends, everyone believes like Tabasi, we will fight. And I said, No, I'm not mm. interested to do anything. Uh, please guys, give me a space. Yeah. And and it's not me who's saying this, it's something inside me. Mm. It was like a clear, I tried to think twice, but was something clear it says no. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then start slowly, Giuliano come back. Mm-hmm. After the invasion, they were looking for a place to open and this place was just exactly in front of my house. So, okay. I came back, a long story, started yeah. involved, but then again, uh, we, we, we established a theater school and we was the first class, but I was a bit older than the others. Mm. And, you know, it was, wasn't easy to work, wasn't easy to, to, to exist in an easy way because I'm old and, you know, in this community, um, when you, you, you have to find work, you have to build your house, you have to marry, mm-hmm. you have to, all that. And I had nothing from that. Yeah. So, and it wasn't easy, as I said, to work and to get help. Even my family started to get affected from my uh, political vision. And Gosh. then, like, nobody helps you. You cannot study, you cannot work, you cannot do anything. And, yeah, I think it's also another message from God that you need to leave the place, find another mm. opportunity. And then I have been invited to KVS, the, the Royal Flemish Theatre in, mm. in Bruxelles. And after a long process, another long story, we mm. arrived there. It was a shock for me. And then when I see theaters, when I see all mm. c- 
crazy things in Brussels and I said, oh my God, how I will go back yeah. to the same situation. Mm. And then I decided to study theater, mm-hmm. to be you know, in Europe and to find a good school. That was my passion. Yeah. And then I decided that's the point. I want the passport to travel, mm. to move, to tell the story. And that time the best situation was Norway. Mm-hmm. So I asked for asylum, political asylum in Norway. Okay. And then I entered the theater school. So I finish uh, and I get a Norwegian passport in the end of the school. Wow. So, yeah. So and then I went back. I start to work slowly with the Freedom Theater, but not before Giuliano died. Mm. And then I came back in 2000, let's say 15. Mm-hmm. And I start to work here. In 2020, uh, the theater announced that I become like the artistic director of the Freedom Theater. Hi, this is Hussam Fazullah, co-founder of Bosla Arts. Did you know our latest issue, Beyond Resilience, is now out? Featuring seven artists from around the world going beyond the state of resilience through art, activism, and action. As a listener of the Art Persist podcast, you can get 15% using the code T-A-P-P, all in caps. Order now at boslaarts.com. Now, back to the podcast. So you've mentioned already a bit about Giuliano and a, and a bit already about the Freedom Theatre, but could you just tell us a little bit about its legacy and how it started and, yeah, tell us a bit about it. Yeah, you know, someone like Giuliano, it comes also from a real experience life as mm. an identity. It's not somebody... Because that's what we're talking about even when we talk about art or theatre. If you do not find your thing, if you do not find why you're doing this, if you don't find this something small generator can move you and carry all these difficulties you are doing as any other people doing Mm. you have to find it to get somewhere with it and you start so julian when he came in the beginning and he was talking this kind of language we didn't understand what he's talking about Mm. Uh, i mean you can hear these things in tv some people in videos talking about uh, rights human a theater artist and you are like what is this what is this guy is talking about like what yeah. is this but he brought he, he brought a new language to us he mm-hmm. gave us his conflict you know Giuliano his mother is Israeli Jew and his yeah. father is a, a Palestinian Arab communist is like already wow. by existing in this life you already having enough conflicts mm. and you have enough tension uh, to make things but also at the same time you know, to grow up as exactly as a child, divided identity, you don't understand who are you. Mm. You know, Arabs call him you are Jew and Jewish call him you are Arab. Yes. And then he have this division in his identity. And he had this conflict that he were looking, where I going to get this uh, uh, conflict? Mm. But he used it, he used it again in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's unique and how you going to take this further? So when he opened the Freedom Theater, for sure, uh, he was the, the, the magic key yeah. to open the Freedom Theater. Like in that situation, in that time, in that environment, I believe and I promise you, no one can do what Giuliano did. Mm. It's just because his identity, his personality, he's the one can exist in this kind of situation. Wow. You know, mm. invasions, tanks, killing, 
shooting intifada and you bring a theater mm. and you open a theater in the middle of this destruction. So, you know, he brought this language and then we start to get shocks from him, what he's talking about, mm. these kind of things. And then it took us time for sure to understand. Yeah. But we, in the end, we understood it. In the end, we knew what he's talking about. And he, 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 for him, is is theater, like he was saying that the third intifada should be artistic, cultural intifada. <laughs> Songs, music, mm. theater, dance, palette, poetry, mm. uh, all these kind of languages where it's going to arrive to any point in this world. Everybody understands these languages. And the Israelis, you know, want us to... To, to be angry and just yeah. thinking about the fight, not think about life, not think about theater. And they do it at the same time. You know, mm. they make us busy in something and they make a propaganda in a different way. Yeah. So his legacy was very clear about rights, about women, mm. women rights, about children uh, rights, about individual rights, about... And that's the Freedom Theater have a clearly uh, overview about different letters of incubation yeah. because we not we don't just believe in one incubation we believe there is many incubations in the floor that we need to break up and we go through to arrive to a point that we are ready to fight this big israeli ugly incubation mm. because the israeli incubations made a rules on the floor as an incubation before we arrive there mm. so we try to fight for education for awareness for for women's rights, and mm. that's very, very clear. That's why we have this kind of relationship that all the time we talk about between the Freedom Theater and the community. Yes, we fight and we resist it through theater. Uh, they like us, but when we talk about rights, women, individual, and we still not mm. touched the sexual uh, 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 identity freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, we still try to say that I am different than you. You have to accept me. And yeah. then we can move. To, to, to be united and awareness, education, teachers. That's mm -hmm. why we not, as a, as a theater, as a legacy, people have this kind of, as I said, love and war relationship because we always not in one place. Yeah. We fight for what we believe. And if we begin to become an extra theater in this world or in, the, in Palestine just to do theater for nothing, no. We say that we resist through theater. Yeah. We're fighting through theater. I'm not here to be a clown and tell you I'm not violent and I'm telling you that we, we don't want to fight with guns. I don't care. I'm saying I am fighting through theater. That's the way mm -hmm. we find ourselves. That's what we believe in. And that's what Julian was saying. The theater is my AK-47. Mm -hmm. And yes, Freedom Theater and Giuliano also. He's dreaming, he was saying that we dream to, through the Freedom Theater, from, through the artistic work, we believe to create, a, 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 let's say, a major forest mm -hmm. that can fight for different cases in the world. Mm -hmm. We want to become a movement. We want to become an artistic movement, fights for artists, for, for, for human rights, for LGBT, everyone in this world. And we mm -hmm. effect the political decisions. I know it's not easy, mm -hmm. and I believe goals should not be, be easy, but that's our fight. And when you see that somebody telling you, no, we are not doing entertainment, we resist and fight through theater. Yeah. For sure, that affects our feelings. 
Because yes, we know the point is not to die again. The point is to deliver the story all over the world. Mm. And that's what we miss and that's what we try to start to think about is not just to create a resistance, is to create a cultural resistance. Yeah. It's not about the way you resist. It's not about what tool you're resisting through. The point is to create this culture of resistance that everybody resists in any second, in any moment, mm. in any place. And that's what for us very important is the vision, is the way we think as a Palestinian is the first, is the first way uh, to start resist against the occupation. And in this kind of situation, for sure, the Israeli occupation do not want a freedom theater in the middle of Geneva refugee camp. Yeah. You know, my friends, when they leave, because they come from 48, mm. when they go back, sometimes, you know, the checkpoint have to close in a time, so they have to run. And sometimes they come really close to the time where they're going to close the checkpoint. Mm. And because, you know, 48 Palestinians have the blade yellow, not like the West Bank, which is a green. Yeah. So for them, okay, what are you doing here? And, you know, we tell our friends to do not lie, say it. So uh, the last time, last month, my friend, uh, a soldier, she asked her, like, where you have been? She said in Jenin, and you know, for, for them, Jenin is a red zone, is a mm. crazy place. So they don't even imagine there's any Israeli or any Palestinian Arab Israeli having the blade goes to that place. Mm. And she told her, okay, what you were doing? She said, I was in the Freedom Theater. <laughs> and the soldier was just in big shock. She's mm. like, they, they have theater in Jenin. You see how they think about yeah, us? Yeah. They, they, yeah. So for us, yes, we are a normal people. Mm. We are humans. Yeah. We, we do theater. We, we have music. We have tradition. We have culture. We are not an aliens or yeah. I don't know how you try to show us. We are a normal. And if you leave us alone, we will be one of the top countries in the world. Yeah. It's, I mean, it sounds like the, you know, when you're, when you're dehumanizing uh, a community, exactly, you want them to feel like they have they are nothing except the conflict, right? And so when you actually, there's so much power in in, in what you're saying and in, in saying that I, you know, we are human beings and we we're just as cultural, we're just as intelligent, we're still the same thinkers that you are. So it's very very inspiring, and. Is there an example of a production, you know, a theatre that you put on that was had that effect also of kind of bringing the different communities, the different people, the different Palestinians together through theatre? I mean, that's one of our strategies and also believes uh, Freedom Theatre is like we try always talk about this kind of subjects. Even our productions, we try to mix the actors with different mm. identities from 48 Palestinians or Jerusalem or West Bank mm. or up or side down. We always try to mix really because that that also another problem that mentally, not just by geographically, we divided even now mentally, like the mm. people who lives in 48, when they want to come to West Bank, for them is another country, for them it's after the wall, for yeah. them it's like a different culture. And that shocked us. Uh, and the last production we did, uh, and we opened in December, it's called Metro Gaza. Mm. And Metro Gaza talks about uh, a Palestinian a female girl from Haifa got to know a person uh, uh, from Gaza, but she wanted to go there and meet him. Mm. And in the, through the way, 
you know, she meet different people from different areas and they talk about this dream about Gaza become, become a dream. Gaza become a place in the space that uh, we accept there is each year a war in Gaza. Mm. We, we, for us, we accept that Gaza it's a big prison and no one go inside and no one go outside. Even for us as a Palestinian, for me, I dream to go to Gaza. I, for me, Gaza become not Palestine. For me, it's like Gaza and different in different planet. Even the Palestinians, how they deal with that. So for us, it was talking about this kind of areas and mm. the identities: West Bank, Gaza, Jerusalem, um, Haifa, forty-eight, and that's a big also a big problem. Identity now, mm. we are not one thing anymore, yeah. and that's for sure make it difficult, make it more, and that's my fear that we're gonna become as a minority community in the democratic Israel in future. Yeah, yeah. Like we Palestinians, we have our national day, our tradition, we can celebrate it yeah. and be inside this kind of uh, regime. Mm. As, you know, as Druze, as Bedouin, as Arabs, as Christian, yeah. as Muslims. And that's how this country created. It's not one thing. Mm. It will never easy to fight one thing or discuss one thing. And that's what you saw. It's very devastating to see Israelis go demonstrations in Tel Aviv against the dictatorship. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy Jesus Christ, really? The Israelis fighting against dictatorship, they're fighting against le right, left, I don't know things. And what about the humans behind the wall that you kill in the middle of the demonstrations to ask for freedom in Tel Aviv? The Israeli vehicles and soldiers was and were in Jenin refugee camp, killing 10 people, destroying I don't know how many houses mm. each morning. I don't understand the, uh, uh, the way of humanity now, how, how unhumanity will become. Yeah. It's like me, me as a Palestinian. I want the Palestinian children to have a, a better future. Mm. I want even the Israelis who live in this violent situation. I want a human. We want to tell people we are bigger Palestinians. We fight for humanity, not for just Palestinians. Mm. Freedom Theater, it try to create this kind of artwork to tell you we fight for humanity, not for just Palestine or Janine camp. Yeah. As a Palestinian, now we got over nationalism. We're not just fighting for Palestine. We want this planet to be okay, to be good mm. for our future, for our children. We're going to die. We're going to go. Life will continue. You want to create it for, for your children, for your new humanity. We have to take out all this uh, crazy way of thinking about uh, each uh, uh, country or people and flags and fight for stupid things. I know it's not easy. That's why we talk about awareness and mm -hmm. we talk about uh, education. Mm -hmm. When you educate, you become more bigger, you become more open and you not fight for stupid things. You fight for big things can affect life for others, mm -hmm. not just for you or for your, I don't know, people or your country. For me, I lived in Norway. My neighbor was Bolivian, Afghani, Norwegian, mm -hmm. African, and we stick to the same law. Mm -hmm. We never deal with each other as, as uh, whatever backgrounds or colors. Yes. We as a humans, if we decide to live together, mm. we will live together. We have to take this ego of, are we going to call it Palestine or Palestinian or Israelis? I don't care. We as a Palestinians, we want to live life. 
Yeah. We are ready to forget, not to forget, but at least we get over the past because past is past and let's look for a future. Yeah. Let's live together. Palestine is big enough for everyone to live. We'd like to thank Ahmed Tobasi for joining us for this week's episode. If you'd like to learn more about the Freedom Theatre, please find links in the description. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Arpsis podcast. If you're enjoying the Arpsis podcast, please follow us, rate us and share it online. Only with your help can these really important stories be heard. Thank you for listening and see you next week.